This podcast details true crime cases. It contains adult themes and may contain descriptions of violence. This episode contains explicit language. It is not intended for children. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Once Upon a Crime. This month, I'll be detailing true crime cases that involved rising stars who made names for themselves in social media. In this first episode, a young comedian boasts almost a million followers on TikTok alone, but his out-of-control jealousy and possessiveness will lead to his downfall. Instead of internet fame, he will face a double murder charge. This is the first chapter in the series, Falling Stars the case of TikTok star Ali Abulaban. With the recent proliferation of social media channels, we live in an era where everyone wants to go viral. While that may sound like something you'd like to avoid at all costs, like a nasty flu bug, it's something those who aspire to be social media stars count as their number one goal, to post content that appeals to such a large majority of the public that it gets millions of views, hits, or likes. In this way, a virtually unknown person can become an internet sensation overnight. As for myself, I prefer the relative anonymity of being a podcaster. The freedom to share my true crime stories through audio allows me to remain unrecognized by most listeners. But others who post visual content, photos, videos, etc., in which they often star, often receive much more attention and recognition. The story I'm about to tell you, which ended in tragedy in San Diego, California in 2021, would probably be just another sad tale of a person taken too soon at the hands of an obsessive lover except for the fact of who the perpetrator and the victim were. In the world of social media, the involved parties were well known to over a million people. Ali Abulaban and his wife Anna were TikTok stars, with Ali gaining over 940,000 followers on that platform, over 200,000 on Instagram, and 150,000 on YouTube. He went by the name Jin Kid, and the videos he posted performing comedy skits and impressions received tens of thousands of likes and shares. His wife, Anna, sometimes appeared in the videos alongside her husband or in the background reacting to his antics. Anna's beauty contributed to his growing followers during their four-year marriage. Ali had wanted to become a performer from an early age. Ali Nassar Abulaban was born in Staten Island, New York, in 1992. His parents were originally from Palestine. After Ali was born, the family relocated to Manassas, Virginia. Ali loved to sing and entertain and was singing in a band by the time he was 14. He joined the military as a young man and was sent to Okinawa, Japan. It was there that he met Anna Marie. Anna Marie was born in 1993 to Ron and Amelia Miller. Her father was employed at the Okinawa Air Base in Japan. Anna attended high school on the air base and then studied for her bachelor's degree in the Philippines, her home country. In 2015, 22-year-old Anna met 23-year-old Ali. Ali was immediately taken with the dark-haired beauty. He cut a handsome figure in his uniform 
and Anna agreed to their first date within days of their first meeting. Before long, they were inseparable. After Ali's military service ended, he and Anna relocated to his home state of Virginia. They shared a home in Manassas, and in 2016, Anna gave birth to a daughter they named Amara. On January 27, 2017, Anna and Ali married. Ali pursued his dream to be a performer by starting a TikTok channel. He uploaded videos of short comic sketches, including impressions of famous actors and entertainers. The most popular of these was his impression of actor Al Pacino, as Tony Montana, a character in the movie Scarface. Ali wore his hair and clothing to resemble the fictional drug lord. Not only was his impression, well, impressive, Ali also bore a striking resemblance to the character while in costume, making the skits even more entertaining. His videos continued to draw in new followers, and as Jin Kid on TikTok, his popularity soared. His followers also liked and shared videos Ali made with his wife Anna. They were both young, attractive, and appeared to be very much in love. Some of their videos were dedicated to highlighting their perfect relationship. One such video was captioned, When your relationship is drama-free, which showed the couple acting silly and dancing together. Ali also showed off his dad's skills caring for their daughter. It was captioned, The perfect husband doesn't exist, implying the opposite. But it's very easy for people to create a persona on platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok that don't accurately portray reality. Unfortunately, this was the case with Ellie and Anna's marriage. When they first met and had begun dating, some of Anna's friends felt her new boyfriend acted too possessive. He was jealous of others' attention toward her and kept her close, not wanting her to spend much time with even her longtime girlfriends. But they were in that early never-want-to-be-apart phase in their relationship, so her friends mostly kept their opinions to themselves. But as the relationship grew over time, so did the red flags. By 2020, some of Ali Abu Laban, a.k.a. Jin Kid's videos, had gone viral. He had almost a million subscribers on all his social media channels, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Anna had become so popular as her husband's video partner that she'd spun off into her own TikTok and Instagram channels, focusing on beauty and lifestyle content. Anna and Ali lived in Manassas, Virginia, near Ali's family. They decided to move to the West Coast, where Anna had family and friends. They also felt it was a good move as their social media presence grew. Ali thought California would provide them with more opportunities, and he was interested in pursuing a career as an actor. They packed up and moved to San Diego with their almost five-year-old daughter, Amara. Ali would later say about this time in their marriage that life was great. They had money in the bank, a beautiful home, and a wonderful daughter. And their popularity on social media was at an all-time high, opening up other opportunities. Ali was in talks with agents and performing at L.A.'s comedy store. He was just on the cusp of fulfilling his acting dreams. But behind the scenes, life was far from perfect. 
Close friends of the couple would later describe Ali's behavior as possessive and controlling toward Anna. Some even called him obsessed with her. One of Anna's best friends, Cassie Conroy, said she was disturbed by how Ali would answer Anna's phone and ask who was calling and what they wanted before allowing his wife to take the call. Anna began enjoying a more active social life once the couple moved to San Diego in February 2021. She had several friends she enjoyed spending time with, and Ali felt himself losing the control he once had over Anna when they were living in Virginia. Ali's cousin later summed it up this way, I think he just became super jealous because his wife was going out with friends and he wasn't involved, Louis Mariani told Fox 5 News. He wanted to control her. He wanted to know what she was doing at every time of the day. At the same time, Ali's social media fame was going to his head. According to witnesses, whenever he walked into a room of people, he began talking about his success and acting like a big shot. They said he started acting very aggressively and rudely. He'd cut off people while they were talking to brag about his own accomplishments. He'd also begun abusing cocaine, according to witnesses, including his cousin. One night when they were together, Mariani described Ali pulling out a, quote, huge bag of cocaine. When he cautioned Ali about getting busted for drugs, Ali told him that, quote, no one could touch him. He thought his celebrity as Jin Kid made him immune from the law. Friends also became alarmed that Ali was carrying a gun with him at all times. Anna confided to a friend that this made her nervous. She had a right to be nervous. Her husband had become so jealous and controlling that he'd begun insulting her to her face. And when he couldn't break her will that way, he became physically abusive. Just months after arriving in San Diego, calls from the Abu Laban's high-rise apartment started coming into San Diego police dispatch. Beginning in July 2021, nine calls to 911 were placed by Anna. It's alleged that Anna reported threats and domestic violence when cops arrived. But for some reason, no charges were filed. Anna knocked on a neighbor's door in one incident asking for help. She asked them to call the police and reported that her husband had pushed and hit her and then taken her phone so she couldn't call for help. Police officers arrived, but again, there was no action taken. Ali Abulaban's behavior was now out of control. He became paranoid and stalked his wife by following her or obsessively scrolling through her social media. Some said his possessiveness and jealousy escalated after the couple moved to San Diego. Others said it started much earlier and believe Ali became even more paranoid due to his cocaine use. While attempting to jealously control his wife's every move, Ali himself was engaging in extramarital relationships, according to later court records. Anna had had enough, and by October 18th, she insisted that her husband pack a bag and move out of their apartment. Abulaban checked into a hotel, but continued to stalk his wife. He continually called her cell phone, and when he couldn't reach her, began repeatedly calling her friends. Anna started seeking a divorce and told friends she was planning to file a restraining order if Ali didn't stop harassing her. One Meal Kit for sponsoring today's episode. On October 21, 2021, 
Four days after Anna asked her husband to move out of their high-rise apartment, Ali let himself in while Anna was away. Unknown to her, he'd made an extra key and had only given one to Anna when he moved out. He ransacked the apartment, turning over furniture, throwing clothes on the floor, and smashing personal items of Anna's. She found a huge mess when she returned home, and the apartment was completely vandalized. She spoke with her friend, Rayburn Barron, and told him what happened. She asked him to come over, and he arrived a short time later. But her husband had done more than just vandalize the apartment while he was there. Abulaban had also installed a listening app on his daughter's iPad to spy on his wife. The iPad was now audio recording everything Anna was saying and doing in the apartment, and her husband was listening in. That same afternoon, he heard his wife's voice, and then a man's voice he did not recognize. He continued listening and heard Anna laugh, and music playing in the background. By his own admission, Abulaban, quote, freaked out and began driving as fast as he could back to the apartment, arriving just after 3 p.m. Anna and Ray were sitting on the couch in the living room when he entered. Without saying a word, he pointed a gun first at Ray Barron, shooting him three times in the neck, chest, and head. He then turned the gun on Anna and shot her once point-blank in the forehead. Both Anna and her friend died instantly, still seated on the couch. Abulaban quickly fled the apartment, drove to his daughter's school, and picked her up. He told Amara that he had, quote, hurt mommy. He then dialed his mother's number, and when she answered, he allegedly confessed to killing Anna to her as well. Abulaban made one more call. He called 911 and reported the shooting. Police officers in San Diego Fire and Rescue arrived and found Anna Abulaban and Rayburn Barron dead at the scene. A short time later, San Diego PD discovered Ali Abulaban driving on Interstate 405, and he was pulled over. His daughter was still in the car, but she was unharmed. He was arrested and held without bail on two counts of first-degree murder. Ali Abulaban gave a jailhouse interview to a Fox 5 San Diego reporter two months after his arrest. When asked if he'd killed his wife, he answered, agitated and weeping, don't ask me that. Did you kill her? Don't ask me that. Don't ask me that. Abulaban admits to spying on his wife with the iPad recorder in his version of events. He said that upon hearing Rayburn Barron's voice, he began, quote, freaking out. Oh my God, I caught her, he said was his response. There's a man, there's a man. Abulaban said he then ran to his car and began driving at top speed toward their apartment. He was screaming and cursing the whole way. Quote, I'm driving and I'm like, don't have sex, Anna, don't have sex, Anna. And I'm like, don't do it. And I'm screaming, he told the interviewer. driving to the apartment. Abulaban said he let himself into the apartment, and when he was asked what he saw, he admitted, quote, nothing. I didn't see her. I don't really. It was a blur, end quote. 
Still, he said that even though he didn't see anything, it, quote, broke his heart. He then claims he saw his wife, quote, kissing Ray on my couch, with my wife, my money, my apartment, my life, on the furniture I put together. What do you expect a man to feel, he said. It's very telling that in this statement, Abulaban lists his wife and possessions together. It's as if she's another object that he owns. He then goes on to blame his wife for their downfall. In his opinion, the move to California, quote, ruined their marriage. My wife wanted me to move her out here with her friends to live a life where there's Taco Tuesday, Women Wednesday, Party Saturday, Bar Sunday, he said. He claimed that Anna's partying tore them apart without mentioning his cocaine use or his affairs with other women. Anna's friend Cassie disputes Abulaban's portrayal of his wife as a hard partier. Quote, he's a bad guy, she says. There's nothing good about him. He's selfish. That's all I can say. Selfish. At first, Abulaban denies his friends and family's claims that he was abusing cocaine. Then he pivots and admits to using the drug, and that it, quote, messed with his brain. Asked if it might have altered his personality, Abulaban also admits, quote, it made me violent. It made me aggressive when I was on it. Do you think that made you snap? Do you think it changed you? And still, after murdering two people in cold blood, one whom he calls the love of his life, and facing a possible capital murder charge, Ali Abulaban cannot help bragging about himself. I miss making my videos, he tells the interviewer. It's everything I have. It's my baby. I love what I do. He talks about seeing his life slip through his fingers, adding, I lost the love of my life. Everybody I reached out to when I was having this problem said, Dude, you gotta leave her. You're so handsome. You're so famous on the internet. You could get any model. And I said, I know I can, but I don't want to. I want my wife. The reporter finally asks Abulaban, but could anyone else have Anna? Not while she's married to me, he answers. That will do it for this episode of Once Upon a Crime. I'll be back on the 21st with the second chapter in the series, Falling Stars, with a case involving an Instagram star. I hope you'll join me then. If you want more episodes of Once Upon a Crime, exclusives you won't hear anywhere else, and ad-free, join our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash onceuponacrime to find out more and join. You'll receive bonus episodes, every episode without ads, and listen to them before anyone else. We'll also send you some goodies in the mail as a thank you. That's patreon.com slash onceuponacrime. There's a link in the show notes. I want to thank HelloFresh for sponsoring today's episode. Go to hellofresh.com slash 50once and use code 50once, that's 501once, 
for 50% off plus free shipping on America's number one meal kit. Once Upon a Crime was written and produced by me, Esther Sanchez Ludlow. My administrative and production assistant is Lorena Garcia. Until next time, be good to one another.